0: Welcome to The Word This Week, where we believe that the Bible is more than just words on a page. They are the words we live by. And it's pretty cool too. We invite you to join us as we read through the Bible together this year. Welcome back to The Word This Week. I'm your host, Brian Vaughn, and this is episode 20. And we are jumping back this week into the storyline. We've been in the Psalms for the last three weeks and i'm excited that we get to talk about solomon we see the transfer of leadership from king david to king solomon as king of israel and see a bit of his story and joining us this week are josiah fox and tj overstreet so stay tuned join us let's talk about the bible josiah tj welcome back glad to be here Excited Thanks for having to- us talk about the Bible with you guys this morning. We cover a lot of things in, in this week's reading. We go from some of the Messianic Psalms back mm-hmm. into the story, uh, picking storyline up with, with Solomon. The question I want to ask you guys as we get started here, uh, I know that both of you pretty much grew up going to and worshiping at, at mm. church, and, um, and I did it as well. But you both, I think, have different experiences with that. Uh, what did the term or the phrase, the house of the Lord, mean to you? Or how was it used um, as you were growing up?
1: Wow, that's a good question. Um, I think it, uh, for the most part, I grew up in a uh, a traditional Baptist church that it meant the physical structure of the building, mm-hmm. right? It was the place that you would walk in and you would do, quote-unquote, church, right? That oh. that was the house of the Lord. Yeah,
0: or at least that's how it was used, that, right? Yeah, that's yeah.
1: that's the context in which it was used. But it was interspersingly used with, all right, our body's a temple, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, and I may, maybe that's where you're going, and that's because we're talking about the temple, I don't know, but then there's, uh, as I got older and and matured and started understanding Scripture better and deeper, I was, I could see that the house of the Lord was different than mm-hmm. this room that you would walk in right. with lined pews, maybe a middle aisle, maybe not <laughs> stained glass, you know, a, a platform Green or stage or mauve carpet. Yes. Um, <laughs> with a, with a, with the choir loft and the pulpits and, you know, maybe the pipe organ and the baptistry, like, yeah, that that may be a picture even today if you just said hey you know mm-hmm. what's the instantly what's the house of the lord and maybe that right. shows my immaturity i don't know but you know if you just yeah. uh, on on just a surface level that would be that would be the answer sure. that i would have had if you just yeah right. and you did just ask me so yeah. there, well, there and
0: like you said uh we in this week's reading we do see the building of the temple which is something that david had dreamt of doing but god said no you're not going to do it your son's going to mm-hmm. do it solomon's going to do it and uh that's kind of what uh kind of formed the question in my mind Josiah what about you what was your experience with that
2: that phrase i wasn't too far off but it was mainly used of the room where we would have church mm. the sanctuary the yeah. San- yeah. sanctuary <laughs> Can't have coffee in sanctuary. the sanctuary. <laughs> no water in the sanctuary. Um, mm-hmm. No I food. apologize. Sorry. The, the, uh, no running? It. What, yeah, it pretty much was yes. the place that was so holy, no fun was allowed. <laughs> um, wow. I'm not kidding. I wish it was different. But you a spoke lot of what the, we probably all lived. Uh, yeah, I wish uh, it would have been different, but the Sunday services were more akin to a funeral than worship. Mm-hmm. Um mm. It was just that holy, uh, is what it felt like. Sure. And,
0: and that was your perspective at that yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, in I was life, also right? like
2: a child, and sure, none of that. I'm a questioner to start with, so <laughs> really, I didn't know that. Yeah, you. yeah, real. <laughs> me and Brian were together pretty closely, <laughs> so but yeah, it was uh, house of the Lord was usually referred to a room that we worshiped in that was too holy because he too, that's too, where he
1: too. was residing, right. Almost.
2: Yes, but if people weren't in there, then it was fine. <laughs> so it couldn't so have been that holy. If but it if it someone that else
0: hour, or if it wasn't uh, that for that. So use. if a, whole,
2: a holy old person came in, all of a sudden it became too holy to have fun, um, which sounds more like an inconvenience um, than holiness. And so, <laughs> I think you've touched a nerve yeah, here. Should I, <laughs> no, maybe I I'm <laughs> no, I'm answering honestly. No, I'm answering honestly because it. I'm I'm fine, and I. Loved all those people, but that—that's yeah. how it seemed. Mm, sure, does that make yeah. sense? Because it, sure. yeah. it really was like, and I understand like that is a holy place. But if it's a holy place, why isn't why is it no longer feel holy? If I'm the only one in the room, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think as I as I've grown and looked at it, I understand that perspective more. Like those people were really good intentioned and they wanted to honor who God was um, when He was being brought to the forefront. But the way that was communicated to a ten year old. To a 16 year Mm, old was like really confusing Mm. because uh, nowhere else that I went was referred to a house of the Lord. Yeah. As I got older, sometimes it would be referred to me being a house of the Lord and that didn't like really excite me too much. It was kind of like, cool. Uh, I don't really, you must not know me because I don't really fit the vibe of that room that you say is the house of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, but as I walk with Jesus and like read my Bible, it becomes a lot more exciting.
0: Like Acts. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I use that language house of the Lord because that was the language that David used. Right. Like I desire to build a house for the Lord or a dwelling place, right. For, for the spirit of the Lord. And, and the Lord did move in those ways. They had the tabernacle. Yep. And, and he directed them to build the temple, and as a part of this temple, there is the Holy of Holies. But it, what was interesting, and, and I'm going to kind of step out a little bit here and just say, hey, one of the things that really jumped off the page to me um, this week was in the building, the physical building of the temple, and not only the detail that is mentioned, but I wrote down in my margins several times, wow. Or man, what a sight to behold. Or yeah. man, I would have loved to have seen that. Mm-hmm. This, these walls lined with gold, the the cherubim and their wings, you know, over in, in the Holy of Holies, which, you know, it's funny, I would have loved to have seen the Holy of Holies, but I wouldn't have you been able have, to you see that. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, this place where tie the Ark on you the, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. Uh, dwelt and where you know after they dedicated the temple, the presence so of the, the Lord yeah. came down wasn't that awesome imagery too? Oh my just goodness, the smoke,
1: yeah. I mean, you can just see the presence of the Lord going after yeah. after Amazing. Solomon dedicated. Yeah, right. It kind of chilled me a little bit.
0: And how at the end of Revelation, it talks about how Jesus has come and and restored all things, and the the new heaven and the new earth, and it pictures this new Jerusalem, and in this new Jerusalem. There's no need for a temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. There's no need for a temple because God has brought us all together and uh, he is living and dwelling among his people.
1: You know, I, this just occurred to me, and, and maybe, maybe my mind's weird in thinking this, but how ornate and detailed we see the temple that was built here but in the temple that's referred to in revelation we see all throughout the new testament which the temple is our bodies like our bodies is that temple how detailed and ornate we have been created as well mm. like there's i think yeah. there's I, I think there's some similarities there like this is this is an intentional thing that I've created like our bodies have been intentionally created to mm. be the house of the lord no different than the temple was very Ornately and detailed and specific to be the house of the Lord.
0: Yeah, yeah. We probably won't. We don't have time to get into it all, but there is so much temple language mm. used throughout Scripture, especially yep. through mm-hmm. through the New Testament, New Testament through Paul's yeah. writings. Uh, the way that he is thinking back, and they were always the Israelites. They were looking towards the temple, and um, and then Paul uses a lot of that language. But mm-hmm. I, I just find it. Find it really it's a great question though and and it brings a whole lot of um, and that's something we even see here uh, Josiah, I know as we were talking you were talking about it a lot but there are so many patterns that continue to repeat mm-hmm. themselves through through these stories that we're reading mm-hmm. do you want to talk about that for a minute what are, what are some what was one of those patterns you saw in this week's readings?
2: Um talking about like biblical patterns yeah. that show up in the stories. Well, and how S- Solomon
0: begins. To yeah, because
2: yeah. there's also a lot of uh, repeated words and imagery just in that's unique to the story um, that shows emphasis. I think sometimes as modern readers, if we read something more th- <laughs> the same phrase more than once, we're like, this is getting really boring. Yeah. And, instead. <laughs> and it might be a good question to ask if someone keeps looking at you in the face and saying the same thing, they it might be trying to tell you something. might be important.
1: <laughs> yeah, it might be.
2: Um, but in the biblical story from page one, we open up and humanity is in a garden where they have, um, they could choose life with God forever, or they can choose to eat from the, the tree of uh, most translations say good and evil. In Hebrew, it's the words uh, tov and raw. And we get into Proverbs; it's used a lot as a turn of phrase for full-grown, like adult wisdom. This like um, a wisdom that's come to maturity. And uh, humanity decides that they want they want to define they want to know uh, good and bad for themselves. They want to know Tov and Ra. And so they define good and bad for themselves and take from that tree. And, um, Solomon comes on the scene as King and he, uh, prays to God and he says, I'm God, I'm just a child. You're like, I thought you were a grown man. He's like, yes, but I'm just a child. I do not know good and bad. His
1: understanding. He, he,
2: He invites God to lead him and it becomes, um, like a wiki page, you know, a glowing blue hyperlink, you're like, this dude has great potential, you know, it's, and he starts, um, doing these things where everyone in Israel in Solomon's day, they had their own, their own vine branch and ate from their own fig tree. They have their own fruit garden. Yeah. They have each Israelite has their own special Eden is the imagery. But then on top of that, Solomon begins to do things that don't seem to fit the picture. Yeah. It's almost like a a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde scenario Mm -hmm. we are like, oh, this is it. Or is it? And you kind of have to wait till you get to the end of the story to reflect back and go, that wasn't good. Like in Deuteronomy 17, there's like four or five things that kings aren't supposed to do. And it's like buy horses, go down to Egypt to buy horses, uh, collect lots of silver and gold and uh, have many foreign wives. Yeah. (laughs) And Solomon does all of all, them all those interspersed <laughs> yeah. throughout the story where like everyone has their own Eden and you're like, wow, this is incredible. But then the next story is and he had all these chariots <laughs> and horses and all these things, and you're like, Hold up, is Which is right? Which is well, wrong. Is this all Yeah? God's definition of good and bad of Tove and Raw? Or is this Solomon's mixed in? You just begin to see the the tension and the line. As you go through the story.
0: well, And in that, the Lord gives Solomon the opportunity to ask for anything. Mm-hmm. And this is what Solomon is known. One of the things Solomon is known for is that he, he asked for wisdom. Yeah. You know, he asked to know, to have understanding.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and the Lord said, it's good that you asked for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless you in that. And so we see these things. We see that Solomon is the known as the wisest person who ever lived. And then he goes on and he he writes these proverbs and all of this wisdom literature. Um, but just because God blessed him with wisdom, doesn't mean that God is putting his stamp of approval on everything that Solomon right. does. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and so I think, going back to that tension that you you yeah. talked about, Josiah was that that okay, wow, everything looks great.
2: But this seems not right. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting because the the language God uses and the commands that He gives us, if you'll if you'll follow My way, mm-hmm. and walk in My statutes, it seems to imply there's a path that wisdom can take you down.
1: Well, I think that, that that it reminds me in this, and I I noted this in my in the margin too of it wasn't just an issue of that day. Yes. Solomon asked, could ask of anything. He asked for wisdom, and God gave him wisdom, and then God granted him with all these other things. But if you look at James's letter, he very he, he very much says, "If you lack wisdom, ask for him. ask for it." Which means, in my mind, we all lack wisdom. Like we're yes, he could have. I think he could have said, "We're not Solomon, right? Or we're not God. We we need His wisdom. We need that understanding. Yes, but we've got to ask for it." And as we ask for it, as we're maturing, I think that's where we're starting to learn the difference between right and wrong, back and forth, good yeah. and evil.
2: Yeah, and in the same in the same letter from James, it's like uh, that wisdom of who Jesus is yes. and what Jesus has to offer um, and following his way is a journey that begins in faith but produces works. He says, if you don't have wisdom, ask for wisdom, yep. and he also says, if you have faith and it if uh, you have the wisdom that produces faith in Jesus Christ, but it doesn't change the way you live your life, you don't have faith. Mm-hmm. He says, yep. faith without works is dead. Yes. Yeah, and and so James seems to be uploading this whole understanding of there is a, a path you get on to come back to, to unity with God. And the beginning of that journey is faith. And, um, and we won't stop being on that journey. Yeah. And
0: not To go too far down this rabbit hole, but yeah, it's a big interesting thing about James is it reads a lot like a collection of Proverbs yes, or wise things, yes, and we're not, yes. we haven't we're quite there, made it. There. Proverbs no. is next week, yeah, but uh, it's just really cool to see how yeah. all this works together. But then in James, Jesus, like you were saying, Josiah, James ties Jesus, yeah. as that wisdom, and he also uh, throws back to a lot of uh, what Jesus was saying, especially in the, the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew five and six, and it's just cool to see how yeah. it all. Oh, works it's beautiful. Well, to your
1: yeah. point too, I, I just wanted to think about this. To your point on um, what James is talking about is you, you got to have the faith. It starts with faith. Faith yes. starts before the wisdom. I believe it's no different in Solomon because in the passage mm-hmm. that we see here in 1 Kings, where um, Solomon asked for wisdom, it says this is this is Solomon's reply. In the translation we have, now, oh Lord, my God. I mean, he's basically saying, I have faith in you. Like he's, I'm giving you, yeah, uh, I have faith in what you can provide for me. And then he goes in and say, you've made kings. You made me a king instead of my father, uh, but I'm a child. Uh, I don't know what to do. So man, give me this understanding. Yep. But he has faith first.
2: Yeah. And when Solomon remembers that moment in Proverbs, <laughs> he says, uh, the beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. That's right. And the and it's it's this realization of your humanity, mm. and and the reality of who God is, and Solomon's aware of that. He's he's in a worship moment. It's before we open. There's a whole rabbit hole of like, was it pagan worship just Not on the hilltops, it? or is it like a local worship place? Um, maybe that's something. You can do for fun on a Friday night, but he's having, he's having a worship experience. Yeah, am I the only one that does that? Is it just me? Uh, but he's ha- having a worship experience. That's where he, he, he asks. That's where no his doubt. wisdom yeah, begins is in the presence of God. And that's the beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord of Bringing understanding his offerings and a sacrifice yes. yeah. before the Lord. Yeah, Admitting his, his, he's all too human. Yeah.
0: I felt like in my mind I was slamming on Solomon a little bit, like you had all this, and then yet then you continue to go down this path mm. of doing what was right in your own eyes, but but really he's just a picture of us.
2: Of I us. Mean, he was that's right. He was just I mean, the best, best equipped. He's the in, best in equipped that. to make it. And, <laughs> and we have
0: the embodiment of wisdom, yes. in Jesus, and we have His Spirit moving and working and living yes. and dwelling inside of us. And yet
2: we still, yes. You know what though? I've kind of see it this way. Yeah. It seems right. I mean, Eve <laughs> walked in the garden with God and yeah. he said, Hey, this thing is bad. And yeah. she said, I think it's good. I think it's good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right.
2: And so often we don't ask. She didn't stop and go, wait, wait, wait. Hey God, would you lead me? Would you, I think I got it. This is good. It looks good. Right. I know it's good. Well, that, neither of them did.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it, it also goes to show that even even knowing the difference between the wrong and right, wrong still overcomes at times. I mean, we made mention of this um, earlier in just how Solomon he was the wisest man, and he 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 built this house of the Lord that David wanted to build, but. The Lord said, no, I'm going to let Solomon do that. Solomon builds it. It takes seven years to build this thing. Just, or, I mean, it's incredible. But then he builds a palace. building something he, else. He builds yeah. his palace in the meantime, and it takes almost twice as long to build this palace, and yeah. it's twice, twice the size, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Twice as big. And, and so it was there maybe, I would think, if you're the wisest man alive, you would think, man, is, there, is this right or is this wrong? <laughs> ah, this is right. So, this is
2: all good.
0: He was so wise Solomon, but worldly. Does, does there need to be this? Do you need this home? Is your glory twice the size oh, man. of the Lord's glory? What a right. question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that it requires this monstrosity. But the other right? side of
1: that is, is God very clearly said, since you didn't, since you ask for wisdom and not riches and power and glory,
0: I'm going to give it to it you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so there's
1: the flip side of that, right?
0: But he gives him, I think, the invitation to use it for God's
2: no glory. No
1: doubt. Right? No doubt in that. No yeah. doubt in that. Yeah. And
2: which at times he
0: does.
1: Yes. At
2: times he does, yeah. which is the same thing you see in David, which yeah. where he, God says I had so much more for you, but because you you did what you what was right in your own eyes, I can't give it to you now. Right, mm. which I think That's is good. so beautiful to see the consistency of God's character.
0: TJ, what's what's jumping off the page? Um, you, so. a, a,
1: we were talking previously. There's there there's a lot of. Ebbs. There's no just major consistency in this pa- this section of passages. Like you kind of, you're getting a bit of David, you're getting the well, we Psalms. Oh, we finished
0: some of the Psalms, you're right? S-
1: finishing yeah. some of the Psalms, and then we're transitioning into the last uh, part of David's life and where, um, where, where Solomon is is becoming king. And there was this little piece that um, that kind of jumped out to me, one of many. You, we have this picture of David is not healthy. Um, I think everybody pretty much knows Solomon's going to be king, but he had a son, another son, mm-hmm. named Adonijah, that decided that he was going to, in David's lack of health, like he was just not doing well. Everybody knew he was coming to his end. He thought, "Okay, I'm going to overthrow this. I'm going to, I'm going to jump in, and I'm going to, I'm going to become king. I'm going to announce it on my own. I'm going to throw right. this party." Um, but before we get into that. Uh, we see this uh this statement in in 1 Kings about Adonijah that it says this now his father king david had never disciplined him at any time even by asking what are you doing <laughs> and and so it just got it, <laughs> It I just, don't know how many got upset my kids. I know what are you like <laughs> what at, least, are you at doing? least I'm asking <laughs> what are you doing? But he never asked Adonijah. And so yeah. there was it, this this lack of accountability or um raising him up uh, in the way that he should go cuz that's that's a reference to a proverb later on proverb two six. you know, raise a, a child up in the ways that he should go mm. and when he grows old he won't depart from yeah. it. Well, Adonijah had apparently had no wisdom. We've been talking about wisdom here. He had no yeah. wisdom. He had no sense other than he had a drive for power yeah. and control, and so he went out to just try to take it. What that made me think in this statement is, man, I've got I got four kiddos at home, mm-hmm. and I sometimes wrestle with, am I being too firm? Am I doing too hard? Am I eh, should I discipline here? Should I not discipline here? But it seems as David didn't even wrestle with that. And so it it made me understand that as children, as parents, we need to discipline. But it also made me understand that when I'm walking through some hardships in my life or something's going on, it may be because the Lord's having to discipline me
0: Mm.
1: a little bit too. And that we, we need to be open and receptive of the discipline we're getting because we surely don't want to come to the end and have not been receiving, have received any discipline in our lives because hopefully it wouldn't lead to us trying to have an attempted coup over a king. But um, discipline is important in our yeah. lives, not only as a parent, but you know we, we see in Scripture these what we call the spiritual disciplines, how important they are to shape and form who we are and who we're going to be.
0: Yeah. Some of the best moments of discipline or training is where we have that conversation. Yes, for sure. You know, I, I see that in 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 that statement about David. It, it, even to the point that he didn't even ask, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> you know, it's like saying you didn't you didn't com- you didn't have these conversations. You weren't pointing him to me to me to me. You know, uh, so uh, I, that is a really interesting.
2: It leads into what part of what led to david's downfall was his apathy, apathy and we talked about sure. that before on the podcast we just it's been a while right. because we dove into the psalms and now we're picking the story back up and you're like oh yeah yeah david still old man david he yeah. was just apathetic and led to ruin right right
0: you begin to see solomon's <laughs> yeah uh, downfall downfall yeah right.
2: got some spiraling down and uh it's like two chapters after we finished this week I mm-hmm. think we finished in nine and in yeah. 11 it's like and solomon was terrible yeah
0: <laughs> and then and then we start this yeah just this cycle so, of, yep. of the kings and the people people, king you know, and, people. And, yeah, and where it goes uh, as we kind of close up if uh, and we've mentioned there have been several different things. So there's some of these psalms, these messianic psalms. There's some of uh, there's Solomon's story. It goes back to the building of the temple, building of the palace, and then kind of ends with this whole queen of uh, Sheba, Sheba. <laughs> kind of thing, which is an interesting story. But is there, is there one phrase or one word that, that you guys might sum up this week's reading with?
1: When we were talking, I kind of mentioned to you that I knew that question was coming, and I, <laughs> I wrestled with that all week long mm. or the last few days, whenever we were okay. talking about like, what, what is that one word that sums it all up? And I said, and when we were talking, I was like mindful and mm. thoughtful and um, detailed uh, forethought. Like there, there's not just a single word, I don't no. think, because there's so many pieces in it. And it brings me back to, uh, we didn't talk about this, but, and every time I get to Psalm 22, mm. It, it it brings this this tie back from like the Old Testament to New Testament are, are so intertwined like they they so mesh but but Psalm 22 just kind of rubber hits the road for me um, and it's it's the passage it starts out my God my God why have you forsaken me and when we see that as believers um, as those that have been around or um, church we we've heard that but if even if we've read it in the new testament that these are the words that Jesus spoke yeah. from the cross and you know we we think on it we hear it and at face value we may think oh god's forsaken he's
0: suffering he's suffering and god's and for, yeah saying, jesus God, is why oh you, why are you doing no, this but
1: that's not the truth at all yeah. like that's not the case because um the people in that time would have would have known that that this one line is referring back to to that whole psalm. to this whole yeah. psalm and and seeing that god in his complete thoroughness and thought was was wrapping some things up was was leading the people now jesus was even on the cross teaching mm-hmm. the people and proving that he was the messiah because he's referring back to this psalm that is a prophecy of the Messiah to come, and he's saying here, "I'm proving it to you one last time." Mm-hmm. I thought, man, so I, I I know we didn't talk about that in in this passage, but I, thinking back on that one word, and is just completeness, the detail, the thoughtfulness, the mindfulness yeah. of of Scripture and. And its relevance to us, well, so, we see
0: that in the temple. We did no you know, doubt talks about that. And we no talked doubt about how then in Revelation. It's just yeah.
2: I think for me this week I was constantly thought about uh, Paul's letter to Timothy in Second Timothy three. It talks about how all all Scripture is is wisdom literature. He tells Timothy it gave you the wisdom to recognize your need for saving, and that saving came through uh, this anointed representative who passes through death and because of his trust in God is brought back out safely on the other side in Hebrew literature, the word Messiah and that Messiah is Jesus of Nazareth. That's what, that's what all that's what Paul sums up all of scripture. I think this week as we were reading that point was so evident. Mm. Like as you see someone be like, Oh, that was really close. And that's probably going to be the best shot we get for the rest of this narrative. Mm-hmm. And you just realize, like we need it's Solomon's, Solomon's yeah. story, and and the yeah, just the, the, literally the condition asked, of of
0: Israel at that moment. Yeah,
2: yeah. He, I mean, everyone had their own Eden. Yeah, and the dude asked God. He said, "I am but a child. <laughs> Teach me toven raw." Yeah. And you're like. I think that's probably going to be our best shot. If Moses didn't get us there, Solomon didn't get us there. David
0: didn't get us there. Yeah, Yeah, I was like, you know. What
1: else? How are we going to get there?
2: And it just shows you as a, just because you're human, you're in need of saving. And that, that savior is going to look like Psalm 22. Mm -hmm. It's going to look like Solomon. It's going to look like all these characters and it's Jesus of Nazareth.
0: And he's going to do what they couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks guys.
1: Absolutely. Hey, thanks for having us. Been fun.
0: Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we want to thank the River Community Church for sponsoring this podcast. And if you have any questions about the podcast, feel free to reach out to us at twtw at the Or if you're looking for a church home in Cookville, Tennessee, be sure to check us out at the Thanks, and join us next time on The Word This Week.